It's Wednesday, March 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, happy St. Patrick's Day. It's, uh, Same to you, Joe. Same to you. It, you it, your it's a, on. I did not wear my green. It, it, they can't see it because we're doing this on Zoom, but uh, yeah, I'm wearing green. Of course I'm yep. wearing green. My father uh, would be very disappointed in me. Uh, well, well, we'll pinch you later, I guess. Uh, uh, although one one guy you know uh, who felt like he got pinched yesterday was Ahmed Rosario making his uh, uh, spring training debut in center field for the Indians. He committed three errors in the first three innings of the ball game, uh, led to a bunch of unearned runs for Shane Bieber, and the Indians wound up losing seventeen to eight. The score of the game isn't all that important. I think what they have, out of the seventeen runs, I think twelve were unearned because of five yeah. errors in the game. Yeah, the, the score doesn't mean anything, but just looking at how Ahmed Rosario sort of looked out there, well, what did you take away from that? He looked like a shortstop playing, trying to play center field, Joe, on on a bad Arizona day. You know, when it was, I'm sure the sky, it was a high sky, the wind was blowing, and you stick a guy out there that that hasn't played out there, and those are the kind of things that happen out there. And uh, I just, I felt bad for him. You know, I don't think he should take all the blame because the decision was made to try him out there. You know, and as Francona said, blame me. And okay, we'll blame uh, Francona because that was their decision to move him out there. And now the question is, what do you do with this guy? You know, I mean, did you send him right back out there or do you, you know, move him back to the infield? Well, I, I don't think they're going to move him back to the infield. I think they're going to keep at it as, as much as they can. Uh, Tito said they're going to give him as, as many balls in practice as they can. But uh, the, the only real uh, sort of circumstance that they can't really help is that this year it's different because there are no B games, because there aren't, there aren't as many B games, because there are no split squad games, because there are not as many opportunities to, to log innings not just yeah. for the pitchers in camp you've heard Tito talk about time and time again, but you know, for these guys working on positions, it, it you got to treat him like you would a, a, a kid coming up from the minor league backfields and, and getting an opportunity there. Uh, you don't want to expose him. And that's what they did yesterday. They exposed him. They exposed him to the top, to the, to the a lineup from the angels, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, you know, these guys can hit the ball and drive the ball. And that's what they did. And Ahmed Rosario was a fish out of water. Yeah, that's exactly right. And what you said, Joe, is exactly right. You know, usually at this time of year, the minor league guys would be in just probably maybe starting to play games now. And you could, you know, you could put Rosario in one of those games, you know, you could, you could, you know, and, and have him play center field for two or three or four innings or whatever, you know, like they did in the B game. And, 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 uh, just have them get used to the position. But now, you know, the, the minor leaguers aren't in there. They, they won't be until the big league team leaves at the end of March. So, you know, you're really kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of stuck. Ahmed Rosario is an incredibly talented athlete. He, from all accounts, he is as, is as athletic as you would ever want to see in a shortstop. And that's a position where you have to be athletic. It's a different kind of athleticism required in center field. He can make this transition. There's no doubt in my mind he could make a transition like this if he's given enough time and the proper channels to do it. But to pick him up and put him in center field right now isn't doing him any favors. Now, Tito said after the game that he's 
he's a mentally tough guy. He told you, you asked, yeah. you asked him, he's like, what's his mental toughness like? He said, oh, he's a good kid. He'll be fine. He's, he'll, he'll be fine. But playing defense like that is all about confidence, right? If you're, if you walk out there and, and you're confident about it, Ahmed Rosario was already lacking a little bit of confidence because of, he had his shortstop job taken away from him last year because of his defense. What's this do to him now after one outing? How, where is his confidence? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can, the thing is, you know, he, he can swing the bat. He had a couple of hits yesterday. Um, you, you need his bat in the lineup, at least on a semi-regular basis, I would think. So, you know, where do you play this guy? And uh, could he possibly, you know, cost a guy like Chang, Yu Chang, a job in, on the big league roster? Well, and that's a, that's a whole other point because Chang yesterday, uh, Tito said, had one of his best swings that he's seen. That home run, he drove the ball. He's been, he's been taking daddy hacks at some of these balls and being on time and, you know, and right there on these balls. And this is what he did in summer camp last year. It's the same yeah. thing. How do you keep Yu Chang, A, off the roster, and B, out of the lineup on, a, on some sort of a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, he hit four home runs in spring training, too. He's already hit four home runs, you know, in, in this spring. He's leading the team in home runs. And he's, you know, he's not playing every day. So, uh, you know, this is a guy that, you know, they have to make a decision on. And it seems like, you know, he's, he's making it, uh, he's, he's, he's pretty hard to ignore right now. I think you've got to find a spot for him and you've got to give him, you know, regular, not regular at bats, but, but he, he can't sit like he did in spring at the start of last season. Well, well, the one thing that we know is his natural position is, is shortstop. That's where he is most comfortable and that's where he wants to play, but he's never, going to, he's, he's not going to play shortstop at least in the, in the, the first part of the season because Andres Jimenez looks every bit the shorting, the, the starting shortstop, uh, the Indians need right now, uh, whether or not he, that's able to translate at the plate when the season starts, that's a whole other thing, but through what, you know, 17 spring training games, he, he looks like he's got the job. Yeah. He's done everything. I think they, they would have uh, wanted from him. He's made a couple errors, but, uh, you know, he, he's hit the ball. He's, he's played defense. He looks like a, a solid guy and he's 22, 23 years old. So, this is a, you know, he can grow with this team. Well, speaking of uh, uh, league leaders, uh, Bobby Bradley uh, leading the, uh, the Cactus League in, in doubles. And I believe uh, he's close to the top in RBI, if not the, the leader in RBI as well. Had an RBI double yesterday. Uh, he continues to hit the ball. But, but really, with, with an option, with a minor league option, and Jake Bauer sitting there without an option, is it realistic to think that Bobby Bradley is, is, is able to play his way into the lineup? You know, that's really a perplexing uh, problem for me. I, I um, you know, I just, you know, when you judge, by the way, that how Francona talks about the, the, the uh, co competition, you know, it, it, it always seems to me to nut that he's, that it's, it's leaning in favor of Bowers. But, you know, the more this spring goes on and the more Bradley hits and, the le and, and Bowers does not hit, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know, you know, do you have to get hit on the head, but with a two by four to make this decision? Well, and it's not that Bowers is totally not hitting the ball. Yeah. His, I believe his spring average is 188 right now. And Bradley's at 400. Um, but you know, he's, he's got uh, a couple of doubles. He's just not driving the ball the, the way that Bradley yeah. is. 
you can you can look at the two. It, it's not like Bowers is totally not hitting the ball, but Bradley is not only hitting the ball, he's driving the ball and producing, and that's really what you need from that that position, whichever one of them is in there. And they have to make a decision. I mean, Bowers obviously is out of options. If the, he does not make the club, you know, are they willing to, you know, let him walk through through waivers or perhaps try to trade him before, you know, can't, the, the regular season? You know, I, I don't think the, there'll be much of a market for him. But You're not going to get anything for Jake, Jake Bowers if a team can just yeah. sit back and wait for you to cut him. And so there's also a chance he could get through waivers, you know, so maybe no one claims him and he goes to the minors again. But you're still in the same spot, one way or the other. He's out of options, but uh, and and you know uh, Bradley does have an option, so you know that that always plays into this thing. It's a long season. If Bowers gets you know doesn't gets you know continues to struggle at the plate, you can you you can make a change. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, uh, just jumping back to the outfield really quickly. Bradley Zimmer and Harold Ramirez. Uh, what did we see yesterday out of the two of them? I know uh, Harold Ramirez had a couple of hits. Uh, his, his first couple of hits of the spring and uh, you know, Bradley Zimmer, I, I thought on the ball that Rosario dropped in the first inning, I thought a, a big chunk of that blame could go to Zimmer yeah. because especially, you know, Zimmer's uh, a, not a veteran outfielder, but, but he knows what he's doing out there in the outfield. He got way too close to, to Ahmed Rosario to, to make things comfortable. And that's probably why he dropped that first ball. And from there, the, the whole thing just, you know, fell apart. Yeah, there was definitely some uh, communication breakdown out there. And when you play guys out of position, you know, even Zimmer, I mean, Zimmer's played a lot of right field, but he's just a natural center fielder. You've got, uh, you know, you've got Rosario, the fish out of water playing center. And, you know, the two guys, you know, obviously didn't close on a base on the, on a fly ball that either one of them could have caught. Right. Yeah. That ball definitely should not have dropped at, at that point. Uh, Harold Ramirez, intriguing just because Jordan Luplo really hasn't gotten a lot of time. Yeah, I, I would think so, Joe. He's he's played, you know, he's hit the ball. He had a double. Yeah, I think he had a double two hits maybe uh, yesterday. Uh, he swung the bat well. Uh, I don't know if his slow start is going to, you know, catch up to him at the end of camp. And I think he has an option. I, I believe he does have an option. So he might open, you know, at the alternate training site. But definitely a guy to, to keep an eye on, and you know I think he he's, he can play all three positions. And I don't know if they're if they're gonna you know hold open tryouts in center field. We might see him out there. And what about Daniel Johnson? Yeah, I, Daniel Johnson seems to be the guy, the the overlooked and most forgotten. I think maybe because there there might be a little bit of service time manipulation going on there uh, with, with the Indians. They're not even considering him to play center field at this point when he's a viable option there, he's, he's logged innings in, in the outfield in center uh, in the minors. So really that just tells me that Daniel Johnson has no chance to make this opening day roster, uh, not because of anything he's doing or not doing on the field, but because they want to stash him uh, at triple a to start the season. And then maybe if he, if a spot opens up, they bring him up uh, early in the year and, and buy a, uh, buy a year of service time that way. It could be. Yeah. I think, but, you know, I think if they need, you know, right field isn't their problem, you know, so, but maybe, I don't know if, yeah, you know, I think that, I think service time probably comes into play on that. Um, but it's, it's, you know, obviously they, they've seen something that, that tells them they're, that he's a corner outfielder because 
other than that, I, I don't know why he hasn't got a shot in center field. Everybody else has. The Talkin' Tribe opening day virtual event will take place April 5th at noon, featuring Indians reporters and columnists from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Tickets can be reserved online at Cleveland.com. This year, you can enter to win entry to our VIP experience and get the opportunity to mingle with former Cleveland Indians players. Only 150 tickets are available for the exclusive experience and can be won through our sweepstakes. Register now to win at cleveland.com slash try. Be sure to join Paul Hoynes, Terry Pluto, Joe Noga, and Doug LaMaurice as we get you ready for the home opener at Progressive Field and the rest of the Indians 2021 season. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right. Well, uh, you know, the other thing that comes out of yesterday's ball game was Shane Bieber and his outing, his performance, uh, not the, not what we were expecting from the, the 2020 Cy Young winner. Uh, granted there were errors behind him and, and, you know, the ball dropped and all that, but, uh, you know, really he got knocked around by the, the angels sort of a lineup, including Trout and Otani. Uh, Otani hit a monster home runoff. Yeah. That home run with what three, uh, 464 feet over the batter's eye and, in dead center, I mean, in in the, in the third inning, I mean that was a shot. That was well. You, you I, know, you did something wrong when Shohei Otani uh, sort of admires his shot against you because he's that's not exactly something he's uh, used to doing. I, I don't think, but uh, he did stare, uh, sort of, sort of stare uh, stare at that one and watch it a little bit because uh, it was a bit of a moonshot. Yeah, and and if you look at both those innings, the first and the and the third inning you know, Bieber should have been out of there without any damage if, if the plays are made. And, uh, you know, I, as, as Francona said, they put Bieber in a tough spot yesterday. And it just so, you know, you, you hate to do that with any pitcher, especially the Cy Young winner, last year's Cy Young winner. I mean, I, I don't know. that It just was not the 
the great a good combination. But I, I really I I uh, admire Bieber the, the way he handled it. You know, he said he's frustrated, but you know he went up and talked to uh, Rosario. You know, patted him on the back, said hang in there, and uh, you know that's what that's what guys that are you know kind of your lead dog starter. That's what they do. You know, that's, that's a team leader. That's, that's what you do. And, you know, you know, kind of take it on the chin and move on. Yeah. That's, that really did show a, a lot of where Bieber has come to, you know, in terms of his leadership is that the first thing he did as soon as he walked off the mound was go right up to Ahmed Rosario and tell him, Hey, keep your head up. You know, it's, it's tough because the, the transition isn't easy. Uh, the rest of the Indians pitchers for the most part look pretty good uh, coming out. Uh, Oliver Perez gave up a run, got got uh, got into a bit of a, a, a scuffle, but uh, Brian Shaw, Heath Hembry, I think Blake Parker gave up uh, a, a couple of runs. Yeah, um, he got he got he gave up six he got, runs. He, he got, got knocked around a little bit, but uh, Nick Sandlin came out, finished things off at, in the in the ninth, and and looked strong again too. And Parker was, you know, he was uh, he was hurt by a couple errors behind him as well. He in, in, in that six run inning. So, yeah, I, I think like we were talking yesterday about the, the veterans uh, competing for one or maybe two spots at the back end of the, or, you know, middle of the back end of the bullpen. Uh, but Sandlin makes things interesting. Sandlin gives you a, a little bit of a different look and, you know, he's younger and doesn't cost as much. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, so he's kind of a long shot. I mean, you know, Tito, what said he's going to keep eight relievers now, maybe, Maybe and and start the season with a with a starter in there. So I don't know if that's eight or if that's nine. I'm not sure how that that works, but uh, you know. So Salem, you know, if we don't see him on opening day, Joe, I think we'll see him sometime during the season. Yeah, he's definitely going to contribute at some point this season. Uh, Adam Plicko, you mentioned uh, a starter in some sort of bullpen capacity. Uh, Adam Plicko looks like he's being sort of groomed for that uh, stretch long position. Uh, at, at this point, he's only going an inning at a time now in games. Um, and, and that might not be a commentary on Plutko as much as an endorsement of Logan Allen and his ability to, to sort of challenge for that fourth or fifth spot. Yeah, I think uh, you, you're right on both accounts there. You know, uh, Adam Plutko's last appearance was an inning. I, it looks like he's scheduled for another inning today. Um, so, you know, Maybe he's, you know, being worked back into that bullpen role, like you said, a swing man, long guy. You know, he certainly, you know, handled that in the past. And Logan Allen has just really pitched well. And we still don't know, you know, the, the makeup of the fourth and fifth starters. Who It looks like it might be a three-pitcher a three pitcher race right now. Yeah, three guys for, for two spots. And one of those guys is Tristan McKenzie, who will be on the mound today. Uh, coming off a, a decent outing his last time out, uh, McKenzie going to try and build on that. Uh, what uh, what do you look forward to, I, I guess, out of McKenzie? you think he can get to four innings at this point? Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's the plan. He's pitching tonight against the Reds, first night game um, uh, at, at a, a Goodyear ballpark. Um, you know, he looked very good the, the, his last time out. He, you know, he, he, uh, it looked like his fastball was moving. He had, you know, better control, better command. And... Um, so we'll see, you know, but I think obviously he's got to, you know, he's, he has to uh, start building innings right now. Right. And, you know, if he's not able to go six, seven, eight innings right out of the gate, I think the Indians are okay with that. I think they're, they're still in the, the, the mode of, you know, taking it cautiously with Tristan McKenzie. I don't think you have to be as cautious with Cal Quantrill or Logan Allen. 
but they want to be delicate with McKenzie simply because of the history of uh, injury in the past. And, you know, this, this is a young kid. They, they want to have him, you know, in sort of in the fold for a long time. They don't want to screw things up early. Yeah. And, you know, he made his, you know, he's, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like uh, I was looking at this McKenzie has like about 30, 40 days of service time in the big leagues. Logan Allen has about 58 days of service time. You're talking about guys with less than a year's service time, you know, and, and, and that are competing for, you know, in, in your starting rotation. And if these guys kind of lock in, you know, you've got them for at least five, five, six years in that rotation. So when you, when you look at this rotation and what, how it could develop with Bieber, who's not even eligible for arbitration yet, you know, and, and uh, Savali and police act both, you know, have uh, just over a year of service time. You know, this is, this could be a, a rotation that, that is together for a significant amount of time. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I think you are, you are speaking Chris Antonetti's truth there. Uh, if you, uh, if you want to look at it, that, that's the hope. Uh, and we'll get a chance yeah. to talk to Antonetti uh, at some point tomorrow to ask him what he thinks about uh, how spring training is going. I think we're also going to get to talk to DeMarlo Hale. Our first chance to talk to uh, DeMarlo Hale, uh, the new bench coach for the Indians, will be later on this afternoon. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it should be a late night out in uh, um, yeah. Arizona, but we'll, uh, we'll uh, keep an eye on it uh, through the uh, – hopefully we won't have uh, green beer goggles at that point uh, by, <laughs> by the time the game is, uh, is over. Uh, but looking forward to it. All right, Hoinsey. Uh, anything else from from today? I think we're I think we're pretty good. I think that's good, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this is great. I, it's such a gorgeous weather. wise No parade today, and it's the last two years. St. Patrick's Day has been gorgeous weather wise, and no parade either day, either time. It's you know you know next year when everybody's raring to go, it's going to be thirty two and freezing rain. It's snowing. Yeah. But, but we'll all be out there. Looking forward to it. All right, Hoinsey, we'll uh, check in with you again tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast.